All right, so here we go. In the House 2.0, we've got quite the cast tonight. We've got the uh, president of Racing and Louisville City, better known as Soccer Holdings, Brad Estes. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we got the, the Ledgehogs, the legendary Ledgehogs, Todd Lanham on here. Todd, thanks for joining. Howdy, guys. Yeah, so uh, I was actually, Todd, I was talking to a couple of our buddies uh, earlier, Kevin Kerr and Mike Watts. Uh, you've been on the podcast with them uh, down there, and uh, Brad, they wanted to pass along their uh, best wishes. An amazing opening night. I'm so glad we had them on the call for the for the first game. And they are the they are the cream of the cream when it comes to the USL. So there's no people that would rather have on the on the show for that. And they were just blowing up everything that you guys were doing. How much production did you guys do, Brad, going into this this true opening in the stadium? It was a lot, and I feel like it was a, a few months of work kind of packed into a few weeks, but we wanted to do something special for the fans. We talked about maybe delaying it a little bit so that we could have a, um, you know, a little bit more time to plan, but um, we knew that as soon as we were fully open, everybody was going to call that the grand opener anyway, and we've been saying that for a long time. As soon as the restrictions are gone, we're going to have a party, and that's what we did. So, you know, by all accounts, everything was was uh, was pretty fun. We had events for the kids beforehand. Um, we had we had a little VIP event for for our friends um, at Metro Council and some other folks that helped us get the deal done. Had that before and had had the uh, the entrance with all the pyro and the and yeah. and the the flyover with the World War II planes and and yes, we did close down Hogfathers on <laughs> Sunday morning. I'll say uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Todd, how long did you go into the evening? Did you stay up to like Estes type hours? No, I didn't. I didn't have that stamina in me. We were we were uh, dead eye to the sun for most of the game. But by the time we were finished, they blew the last whistle. We were ready to skedaddle and go drink some water and recharge for the next day. Now, to be fair though, guys, I didn't have my first beer until I stepped into Scouse's house. So I'm sure you, I'm sure you had a few beers before I uh, before I started. So. Oh, so Scouse, speaking of that, uh, everybody, Scouse will be on here just a minute. This is Kenny Howard. Uh, this episode, I think like 119 or 120, not like it matters anyway. Those are stupid stats some people always throw out for podcasts. I don't know why they feel like they need to do it or why we do it. But anyway, it's a way to label a file. So uh, Scouse will be on just a minute, a few technical difficulties. Uh, and he's going to get into some of that stuff about tradition and actually one of the reasons that Brad is on here tonight. Um, but let's talk about this. So 3-0 uh, win. Uh, kind of the first half didn't have we had a few off the post we had a few opportunities um, felt like we really controlled the first half you know from being there in the stadium and I was not at that game we were talking before we started this I'll be on I'll be there Wednesday night I'll be there Sunday we got Father's Day can't wait for that one but uh, the the first half it felt like they didn't really have a lot of opportunities Memphis didn't and we just kind of were feeling our way into the game what did, what did you all see there in the stadium take it away Todd I I saw a lot of shots on goal. I saw uh, opportunities by Hopeno that I wish would have went in. Um, it, everything was pressing forward. It, it looked like a night and day different team from the Atlanta game uh, the previous week. Uh, I was excited. It was great to see some of the guys back in the lineup that hadn't been in before. It was, I think that the crowd and the the opening and the energy was obviously felt on the field as well. And those guys came out ready to play. Yeah, I, I would concur. Although I think you mispronounced that, that guy's name. I think his name is uh, pronounced Hope of Flow. There's evidently a, uh, a new Twitter handle out there that calls it Hope of Flow, which I love. Uh, yeah, that's right. Beautiful. So um, uh, I saw a lot of the same stuff. And for me, you know, it's like we, what we try to preach is that nothing is ever as good or as bad as it seems. And so the feeling on Sunday, if you're looking at it without emotion, 
is should have been probably the same feeling you felt after Indy, the same feeling you felt after Atlanta. Um, you've dominated possession for the most part. You've 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 had more shots on goal, um, and so we just happened to to be able to finish. And so, you know, f- for me, what I saw was more of the same, and and we maybe shook off some of that luck in front of the goal now. Yeah, so we touched on this just before we started recording this, and something we brought up last week in the podcast was the XG, and I'm going to get in that for just a second. So for those that don't know what XG is, it's basically expected goals based upon the situation when the shot is taken with some other different deviants, as much as that you can make a, a stat. And Louisville City was averaging about 2.5 XG per game, but only scoring about one to one and a quarter. So we kind of come on some rough patches of luck. So over a thousand occurrences, you would say we're scoring two and a half a game. And with a solidified back line that we have, two and a half over a thousand occurrences is a lot of points. So I think we really kind of saw the clinical part of that come in. And it was good to have Jogo back from the Mexican national team. I mean, it, it makes a difference. We don't have a lot of people that are being called up to, you know, top 20 teams in the world, national teams to come on up and just hang out. That's yeah, awesome stuff. I'm a little distracted. I'm watching the goal behind you right there. We scored our <laughs> first goal, um, which probably did not have a very high XG just to kind of stay on topic here. Um, but what a good finish by Wes right there. Um, yeah, we we were really excited to get Jogo back. Um, you, you saw what kind of energy, you know, he brought to the game, and it's just great to have somebody like him on our squad. Brad, did you get uh, a chance to talk to Jogo since he got back? What that experience might have been like for him, uh, just being able to hang out with. I know he's not a starstruck guy, right? You don't get to that level and be starstruck. But what it was like for that experience for him with the the Nations Cup going on, and the, you know, he's going against U.S. Men's National Team to build up to it. He's preparing for that. That's wow. right. I mean, it was very brief. I spoke to him very briefly about it. He just said it was incredible. I mean, we just we had an had an awesome time and and, and the competition was great. But, you know, you, you, you talk about being starstruck. I mean, we're talking about a 17 year old kid here um, and he is the most mature. I don't know if you've ever been around him, but the way he carries himself, I mean, just with his shoulders back and it's yes, sir, no, sir. And he's I mean, it's he's a fantastic young man um, and, and he's 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 mature beyond his years. That's for sure. So his pace down the wings helped out a lot. Uh, you know, Cam didn't come on until I guess the second half. Uh, he was battling a little bit of a hamstring injury, I believe. Uh, came on, instant impact. The little move that he makes to get the pen, you see why he came up through the Tottenham Academy. I mean, there is no doubt that he created that great ball by Ombi, but to take it through his legs, flick it behind with a little back heel flick. The defender, I mean, I felt sorry for him. I just watched the replay, but it'll probably be up here in just a minute anyway. Since everybody's going to yeah. watch this while we have six this, uh, minutes, highlights. six yeah. minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he comes on and does that. So the the ability of Cam and then also being able to re-sign him on a two-year contract is just everything to me, Todd. Uh, you, you just said three-year contract. Three-year oh, contract. There we go. Three-year contract. So, um, yeah, I, know, I, I turn around. I see it in my screen and I look back here to, I should, probably shouldn't do this, but I do it for the fans. And it's really about the kids and the fans anyway. <laughs> Todd, what, what's it like for you, you know, seeing Cam on the pitch, just knowing that we had that clinical fish finishing right there? Yeah, and and uh, I guess the other night was his 100th game in the in the purple kit. Oh. So that was a big game for him, and he's just a pleasure to watch. I mean, you mentioned that that uh, that foul in the box that led to the PK. It was, you looked at the defender after that happened, and he looked at himself and was like, I can't argue it. It was a foul. And he he drew it as soon as he came through, and the defender knew it. So it was classic. Um, you know, his, his confidence when he steps up to the mark and, and takes those shots 
is unbelievable. He just adds a new dynamic. I think once once we see him really firing all, on all cylinders and the hamstrings ready to go, and <laughs> here he comes, here he comes. <laughs> hey, and that hopeless right, little guy's right coming on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, did he have purple hair? Saturday night? It was purplish. I was up in the press box actually before the game. Or no, was oh, it was halftime. And I'm looking around. I know he's getting ready to come on at some point. I'm like, well, you would think he'd be warming up out there. And it's like, well, there he is. No, no, no. That's Kyle. That's not him. That's 11. That's not 17. And it's like, oh, he's got lavenderish, purplish hair now. So um, I guess that's a thing. Whatever they want to do to, to make him score goals. It worked. He should keep it. Absolutely. 100%. Speaking of scoring goals and traditions, and, you know, it's not weird if it works, right? How the old commercial goes. Um, Brad, you made an appearance back in Scouse's house, and uh, you and Brad Gordon were breaking out some traditions. You know, we're, we're back to full capacity like we were at Slugger, full capacity. And there was a tradition that we had that started, I don't know, what about 2018, maybe? 19, whenever it was? Maybe no, it was 18. Sure. 18. Yeah. It was 2018. You and Brad Gordon would kind of come over and hang out with our group and you'd make your ways around and uh, we had a pretty good stat on how often we would score goals when you guys stopped by so with me not being there for this one tell me what it was like being back over there and seeing the tradition work again it's like it's one of those things kenny like these superstitions are funny and and uh, I, I still wear the same pair of underwear to every game and <laughs> oh, it's no. like it's in some way we, we do wash them um but it's <laughs> like in, 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 in many ways, it's like almost arrogant in a way to feel like we right. as human beings outside of the pitch can impact the game. But <laughs> we all want to feel like we're a part of it, I guess. And so, you know, talking to Scouse, he's been on me. Come on down. Come on down. It's like, well, during COVID, I didn't really want to do that. And um, but but we, we spoke and I said, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to come down this game. And um, it's generally around the 60th minute. And I'm and I'm up there talking to O'Connor, and I'm like, James, we need to go or something. I got to go. Like, I'm not going to wait till the 60th minute. So I walked down, got the beer. Um, a nice Modelo on tap. It was perfect. I walked down, tap my tap Scouse on the shoulder, and they they're getting the red card and they're getting ready to get set up for the free kick. They scored like thirty seconds later. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and it's just it's it's a trip. It's a lot of fun. And and so yeah, we'll definitely keep doing that. So that's kind of like the good news and the bad news, right? Because no, it's it's all good news, man. It's all good news. It, well, maybe about four weeks ago when uh, it was just me and. My buddy Johnny Sturgeon, we're standing behind the goal in the monsoon, and it's me and him, and I've got on my, like, golf gear, like, repellent stuff, and he and I are just standing there like this, and my beer goes sliding across at about 20 miles per hour. You wouldn't want that to be around the 60th minute if you had to be back down there. It is what it is, okay? On the on the cup, or not the cup run, the, the, the championship run in 2000, must have been 2018, I guess. Um, I had this thing where I, I wore a specific outfit that included no socks and we got on a winning streak. And I remember being at the, uh, at the, at the cup final and it was cold, cold, cold. And I had no socks on, but it's like, Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, um, everybody has to do their part. I, I think it could be labeled arrogance. Like you, you named it, like we really have some control, but I really feel like we do have some control. The ledge hogs have moved into, you guys have really just set up shop and started controlling this one area. Tell me about all that started Todd. Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, the core of our group started in 2015 as season ticket holders uh, in the old stadium and carried through the first couple of years. We kind of added to our group. Um, and in the old stadium, when we left, we had a core group of nine uh, that were going to all the games together and hanging out and bringing the families. And when the new stadium came, I mean, it was it was love at first sight for me. I mean, I was I was down um, 
you know, with the folks that were downtown when we were uh, petitioning to get the arena built and right. there until the wee hours of the morning when they delivered the hometown pizza. And um, we knew we wanted to be part of the stadium. We went and did the virtual tour. Um, we we kind of targeted the ledges as an opportunity for us to be able to still go and hang out together and bring the kids and stand up and walk around if we wanted to. Um, so the core group's still there. Um, we've added some folks to the fold now, so we've we've uh, grown to 50 plus or so, um, adding some more folks along the ledge. But it, it's just you know we've we've said it kind of from the beginning. It's a vibe for us, and we're just there to support, hang out, um, you know, bring big picture sports to the the city, be involved with racing, you know, get our kids acclimated to it, and then just. I mean, I envision being able to sit down there 20 years from now with my kids when they're grown up and maybe the grandkids and just talking about when everything got started. So it's a it's a fun, uh, fun project for us. And we're, we're glad to be part of the official supporters group. That's a big deal for you, Brad. I know we, we've talked about this many times going back uh, years ago to the meetings at Molly's and then, you know, with with us picking up the, the official sports group for racing as well. That's a big deal for you guys because it's easier for you guys to grow when we grow than it is for you guys to push because you're always pushing. It's hard to push a rope, right? Absolutely. Now, I mean, it's like the, the organic support has been there from the very beginning and to see it grow and evolve and, and, you know, we've got the ledge hogs now and who knows, maybe one of these days there's that nice penalty. Oh nice my thing. gosh, that was 30. I can't oh, believe you did yeah. that to him. That man has a family. Can you believe he did that? <laughs> oh. he, he's he's sleeping on the couch or maybe in another house for yeah. a while. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this, you might want to watch the vodcast so you can understand what we're talking about. Um, horrible, but anyway, horrible audio, horrible audio. I keep thinking, Todd, that one of these days when we get bigger and bigger, we're going to blow out those ledge tables and put in sweets on the other side. And you guys will have to be the sweet hogs. Um, we have to, have to spell it properly, uh, but maybe you have to become the sweet hogs on that side. Um, that that would be a nice sign of growth. Maybe we're ripping the roof off, making it bigger, closing in the the, the open end, and uh, who knows? Who knows where we'll be? We certainly didn't think we'd be here five or six years ago. That's for sure. You're right. As as long as we spell it the sweet hogs, then it you know, it'll <laughs> it'll still work. As long as it doesn't sound too Arkansasish, I'll be okay with it. Oh, I didn't even think about the woo pig suey. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. SEC boys. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things we could do with that. <laughs> We're big. We're big on puns and jokes, so we'll make it work. I feel like we definitely need a barbecue sandwich coming out that has some type of lead talk. I love it. That's a great idea. Did speaking of of, of funny jokes, did you all see um, Addison Merrick's joke she told on social media the other day? Yeah, I didn't see it. It was a really good one. So you know she's been out with a with a, a problem in her back. And so she, um, she she told the joke. She said, "Hey, did you guys see the joke I posted on social media?" um uh about about my spine and somebody said no and she said oh it was it was a week back hey buddy i'm sorry uh, but my uh computer has decided to have technical difficulties so i'm on somebody else's laptop right now so uh, you're you're just being fashionably late you know how it is you set the agenda then you just show up like 20 minutes late that's yeah i, I like that style yeah see look Got my uh, suitable beverage. Love Cheers. Cheers. Again, for, for the people watching the vodcast, this is fantastic. Uh, we just went on a whole rant about everything behind me right now that 
is on. We're all like commentating, and it's horrible if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, sure is fun for the podcast. So, oh, there goes Jogo. There goes Jogo. There goes Jogo. Yeah, that was cool. He wanted that one. I'll sure be trying did. to get his yeah. 12th concussion. Not <laughs> quite like a round dozen. So that view right there that we just had for if, if you do watch the vodcast, but I want to touch on something real quickly that both uh, Devin and Mike Watts brought up. And uh, like I said, I wasn't there, but Scals, uh, kudos to you for having the Danish flag up with the Spurs flag, uh, you know, in support of Christian Erickson. Thank God that he recovered from that, uh, watched it live, and it's really sad. But uh, to, to have that up there, I think that says everything. And they, they were talking about it on, on, on you know, the, the broadcast here about just how plugged in our community is. And it's the Ledgehogs, it's Coopers, it's us all playing our part into how much we respect this game but we also can have a little bit of focus so on with, what's more important. With that in mind, Brad, what contingencies do we have in place to make sure that never happens at Lynn Family Stadium? Well, we certainly have an ambulance sitting right there in the in the um, in the tunnel, and we have EMTs sitting right by the corner flag, um, kind of on the on the the team side down by the the Four Roses bar. So. As soon as something happens, they're they're right there. I I think you know they said it was a minute forty eight seconds from when um, he went down until they started doing chest compressions, and it sounds like a long time. But you have to remember that as doctors and trainers, you're 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 not going onto the field until you know you have to. And it was on the far side of the field. I, I think that they acted in a very miraculous way. I, well, there's no doubt that they acted in a miraculous way. The man was yeah. clinically was, dead on the field, dead. and they brought him back. And it's just, you know, I'm sitting there watching it, and it's you know, complete madness. It's hard to process in your head. And then when, when they're rolling the, the stretcher off and they're, and they're covering it up with the flags, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm just, my assumption is that he's passed away. Um, and, and to hear that he's, that he's not passed. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. When, when I was watching it, um, I didn't rewind it until after uh, they got him off the pitch, which I think was about 10 to 12 minutes or something like that. Um, and I went back and I, my initial reaction was correct. I saw his eyes, and there was nothing there at all. As soon as he hit the ground, he was gone. Mm -hmm. you, you could see it. And then to see the players, the Danish players just surrounding him like this, almost like this Roman barricade, which was so class. And then, you know, you've got the keeper taking care of his wife. Oh, man, just a flurry of emotions. Unbelievable. Yeah, and hopefully um, we never see any of that. Um, you know, I've never seen it in uh, the whole time that I, I've watched soccer uh, up close and personal. I never want to see it, and um, you know, I just hope the guy gets well and uh, you know he uh, gets to be with his family sooner rather than later. The next, uh, the next few days is going to be uh, kind of tough because uh, we had a game on Saturday, and it was an awesome game, and. We have a game on Wednesday coming up. Uh, we have a game on Saturday coming up and another one on Sunday. So we've got quite a few games right one after another. So um, the game on Wednesday, and I guess we're playing is the uh, Birmingham Legion. Uh, Birmingham, yeah. Birmingham yeah. Actors Theatre FC is their official title. Yeah. So 
I know um, they have some history with us, and um, we are going to be playing on the uh, the Actors Theatre bit. So, um, what's your take on the game? My take on you the go. game. My take on the game is that uh, if we can just keep it to you know under twelve minutes of stoppage time, that'll probably be pretty good. No, but seriously, I mean, we've got some revenge to play, and I, I think the I think the guys are going to be pretty focused. Uh, that was it was a harsh draw. I felt like uh, it was ugly, and they made it worse. And we're going to have more people in the stadium, and we're going to get after them. I know from our end, and I know the lead dogs will be doing the same, and Coopers will be too. My my thing is just like let's get on, let's play some football. It's that the antics from the last game was ridiculous. Well, I think that was also part down to the um, the quality of the referee, and um, and hopefully um, the referee that we draw on Wednesday is going to be uh, a little bit more, um, uh, you know, tuned into those guys and uh, the theatrics on the pitch. So. Uh, I'm not anticipating another 12 minutes of uh, stoppage time, but uh, I hope uh, we have a better quality referee this weekend or this Wednesday. Yeah, he definitely added to the added to the issues in the last game, but I think Birmingham's also a different team. I, mean, I think we're both different teams going into that game. Um, was it JJ, uh, their primary scorer, wasn't in in the last game. He's back. He's scoring. I think they're on a four-game winning streak. Um, you know, Scouts, you mentioned it. You know, we turn around three days later and go back down to Tulsa and have to play down there. And mm-hmm. Tulsa hasn't gotten the results I think that they wanted so far this year, but I think they're still a good good team. So it's going to be an interesting week to see. You know, the guys are going to have to to boot up and see what they can do and get out of it. Luckily, Tulsa I think also has a game on Wednesday night, so you know they'll have to be facing a little bit of the same issues that we are, but. We're excited about it, and we're looking forward to being down there Wednesday and giving Birmingham a little bit of flavor of what they gave yeah. us last time. There's going to be some commentary for sure. Oh, yeah, and uh, the goalkeeper can uh, expect uh, a nice warm welcome from the house, as we always do. So, um, But uh, what's your take on it, Brad? Because uh, you didn't even remember we had a game on Wednesday. <laughs> That's so funny. We'll tell that story <laughs> later. Um, I just It didn't connect with me. Um, my first take is that I wouldn't be giving that goalie too much grief. That guy scares me. He is a mountain of a man. And, uh, I I don't know. We, we had a little fun with, uh, with, with the goalie last weekend, but uh, I think I'd probably leave that gentleman alone. He's uh, he he looks like somebody I wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley. Um, you know, I think Todd, I think you hit the nail right on the head though. I think that, you know, Birmingham, when they were here last time, I think they had a different strategy. I think they came in saying, we're going to sit, we're going to counter and we're going to try to get a point. Um, and I think that, you know, that they executed that plan that they were without JJ Williams, they were without junior Flemings as well. So we, we haven't heard that name that much, but, um, junior Flemings arguably other than Cameron Lancaster, in my humble opinion, um, not humble at all. Um, (laughs) but I I think, you know, junior Flemings, one of the best goal scorers in the league, uh, has been for a long time and scored a lot of goals, you know, for Tampa and, and for, uh, New York Red Bulls when we've played them. So, um, that they have a different look coming in and, but I think, look, you look at the statistics. We talked about it at the beginning. The, the, we, well, we didn't really talk about goals against on the on the XG side. Um, how, what's our, our average goals against, Kenny? It's it's like a half. On XG? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. XG, it's about a half. We should be winning about yeah. two goals a game. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's two and a half to a half. So, our defense is playing very well. And uh, and hopefully we can continue to, to, to play that lockdown defense and, and get Cam on a, on a hot streak here. Yeah, and, you know um... – I was 
pretty impressed um, on um, this last Saturday because um, once we started clicking, you know, um, we piled on the pressure and from the first goal to the third goal, it's only 12 minutes. And that is uh, pretty astonishing um, considering, you know, the team that we, we were playing and span of 12 minutes, we, we played them off the park. And um, hopefully we can go in with that kind of energy on Wednesday and on Saturday too, and um, put them all to the sword. So, Brad, great job on dialing up this weather for Wednesday, though. Let's talk about that for just a second. I mean, you got this thing dialed in, what, about 82 degrees with low humidity by everything that I can see on a Wednesday night. That's a way to get the people out on the midweek match. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I hadn't even thought that far ahead until I woke up this morning and I looked at Twitter and Mark Weinberg mentioned us. He said, Lou City FC has the best weather uh, any uh, out of all the days in the next seven. So um, you're welcome. Um, you know, we, we've been sending a lot of emails and filling out comment cards and we finally gotten some responses. Would have loved that weather for Saturday, um, this past Saturday. But, uh, you know, you go from 50 and raining or whatever it was for the indie game and yep. then you go to, you know, 147 degrees and, and, full humidity but hey we, we do what we do and uh, i'm glad we're gonna have good weather for wednesday yeah you were saying that you brought the blood sweat and tears to get us to that point for the game on saturday and i think we we said it was mostly sweat and just some extra sweat <laughs> for saturday correct yeah and some tears because of all the sweat yeah yeah no that was that was good stuff um what a, what a great night though you know i mean when you brilliant. think about it you think about the 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 seven six seven years that that we've had here, where we came from, where we are today. You think about the last 14, 15 months of, of the pandemic and to be able to sit there shoulder to shoulder with no masks on and having a cold beer and, you know, we scored three goals. It's, it was just awesome. Really, really fun. Really fun. Sorry, Kenny. No. So I was going to say cheers <laughs> to that right there. Everybody. Yeah, it's national, national Bourbon Day. Scouts got a beer, but I'm up for this. I got a beer, but uh mm. I didn't even know it was National Bourbon Day. Man, it is. You probably got a flask of rum in there somewhere, don't you, Scouse? You always have something oh, on several. there. Several. Yeah, just in yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I actually I sent, uh, Brad, I sent you a text message. I think it was about three weeks ago when we saw that it was going to be back to 100% capacity. I said, how nice is it going to be for you actually to pull out the old uh, revenue forecasts from like <laughs> 18 months ago and actually like, oh, I can look at this again. So kudos to your team for being able to get through this uh you know with the even just the the creativity of the honorary owners from start to finish i mean it's been amazing what you guys have been able to do through this pandemic and then also being you know working with the governor us being the first place to really have fans in a stadium uh that does not get lost and it's it's just been impressive well, I appreciate you saying that, but I mean, we, we can do everything we can do to come up with ideas on honorary owners and we can come up with plans, you know, to, to get people back into the building. But it's it's got to be fully bought in by everybody and, and, and the fans bought in 100 percent from the from the get go with with the masks. And I firmly believe that that one of the only reasons that there were fans in the stands for college football in this state was because of the behavior of our fans um, during soccer season. Um, you know, and the honorary owner thing, we, we talked about that. It's like, guys, we're taking a big risk. I mean, depending on how this comes across, it could be really tone deaf. Um, but, you know, we looked at it and we said, look, we, we're doing everything we said we were going to do. No one's being furloughed. No one's having pay cut. No one, um, uh, you know, we're, we're continuing with our, our plans for the academy. I mean, we brought on uh, six or eight full-time staff to start on June 1st last year. 
for, to start the academy. And it's like, we're, we're, we're going full steam ahead. We build the training grounds. And we knew that everyone knew that. And, and, th- and we thought that you would support us and boy, did you ever, I mean, you look at the, you look at the honorary owner uh, plaque. I don't know if you've been over there. It is bigger than the number of names is bigger than the founding plaque for racing. I mean, it's incredible the amount of people that were willing to part with their hard earned money uh, during a pandemic. So it's just tip of the cap to, to the entire purple family. I was surprised. I couldn't believe that list was that long. I mean, I'd, sitting from the from the outside looking in, you figured there was probably a decent core group, but when you see that thing on the wall and the number of names that are on there, it's it, it's it's credit to everything that you guys have done. I don't think folks do that unless they believe in the product, believe in the you know now back office, not front yeah. office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys do what you say that you're going to do, um, and and from the ground up, I've said it before. The fact that you guys are so accessible, you know, we as fan supporters group know that we can reach out and our opinion is going to be heard. It doesn't always mean that it's the right answer, but somebody's going to listen to us. They're going to help us put a plan in place and, you know, they're going to cheerfully pick up the phone, return text, return a call. I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. If I'm spending the money that, you know, our family makes to be down there and be with you guys, the fact that, you know, people care on the other end of it means a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and you know that's the um, the reason why uh, people show up at the stadium. Um, you know, with what's been going on in the last uh, twelve months, um, you know, and I, I think I've said it many a time before that um, having something to look forward to, to get out of the humdrum of every day, and especially last year when uh, you know people are homebound, they, they can't get out to have that shining light at the end of the tunnel one thing that they go look forward to is our local soccer team and um, now instead of having one soccer team we've got two of them so um, you know we're getting out of this uh, COVID stuff right now and um, what a thing to look forward to now is a full capacity live soccer right here in our own backyard and who would have ever thought that my father's day two years ago I would be looking at present day Kenny going Father's Day, I'm going to spend with my wife, my two daughters, my son-in-law, watching Racing Louisville play an NWSL game with some of the best women players in the world. And I could not be more excited. We already know that we're doing for our little tailgate just on the back of our, our truck for it. That's what I told my wife two nights ago. I said, for Father's Day, that's the dinner I want. I, I, let's get there early. I want to do a little tailgating. And who would have thought that? So let's talk about where racing is, what, what's going on with this, because Scouts now kind of we're like, are we going to do this thing? It's our, are we going to go all the way in with the supporters group? And we could not be more blown away with with these professionals and the character. So let's talk about. I don't know publicly if you've been able to talk about Nadia since she's signed for the club. Uh, we made an allusion to this uh, before we started recording about the character of Yuki and her. So talk to me a little bit about that, Brad. About what it's like to have those people come in the organization. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you, you, it's and it's it's hard to talk about just one player. It's really sure. to talk about the course, the process, the process of recruiting that that, that James and Christy go through. Um, and, and everybody's selected for a very specific reason. And it's not just about data. It's about the, the, where they are in their career, what they're looking to accomplish. I mean, you look at Gemma Bonner, who's coming across from Manchester City. Right. Um, if you talk <laughs> to 10... Watch your mouth out with soap. Don't be saying things like that. <laughs> she she's, a racing, she's a racing player now. <laughs> yeah, she's you, a racing player. If you look at Gemma, 
she, if you ask 10 soccer experts that understand that the game in, in England, they would probably eight of them would say to you that she is undervalued and, and she doesn't get the credit that she deserves. And so she will come over here with absolute vengeance, wanting to prove herself and get back into the English national team. Um, and so, so she will provide extreme uh, leadership and character and desire to get to, just, just to, to prove everything on the field. Um, talk about Ebony Salmon, who's a little bit different because she's young. She's 20 years old, um, but she has all the talent in the world. Their Sky Sports is doing a documentary right now about the two best young players from England. It's Ebony Salmon and the other one you may have heard of, Phil Foden. I mean, th wow. think about that's that's the level wow. of player that Just we're watching talking Phil about yesterday. Yeah, yeah, incredible. I wish you get a different haircut. That poor kid. My <laughs> word. Does he have an advisor? Does he have someone that says, "Hey, you're five down"? Holy cow. cow. <laughs> My word. Anyway, but he put he, he that ball that. off the inside of the post yesterday. And it yeah, was yeah, yeah, at least it's that. blonde now. He looks a little better with the blonde than he did with oh. the my heavens. Anyway, um, I just, I don't know. I can't get that out of my head. Uh, but then, then I'm going to round it out. We're talking about Nadia and Nadim. And Nadia, um, I mean, we all know her backstory. Eric Crawford, by the way, any time, any chance you get to to talk to Eric, um, thank him. He has done so much work on, on behalf of these two clubs. And he understands what we're doing. Um, and he, and he, he really puts a lot of effort in and he wrote a great article about Nadia, um, so, someone that came from war torn Afghanistan and went to Pakistan and then on to Denmark. But I think she had to go through um, Italy first to get there. And I mean, her story is, is just unbelievable. And she knows 11 languages. We were talking about, uh, you know, not understanding uh, one. I think, what did you say, Scouse? One plus 10. That's why she got the 10 shirt. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so funny. Uh, one language plus the other 10. That's why she's got the 10. Now, I yeah. think that has to do with the fact that she's an incredible footballer. But um, Nadia's, Nadia's going to be fantastic. I haven't met her face to face. You know, funny story. Um, she She followed me on Twitter, which led to some people figuring out that uh, Phil Durbin led to Phil Durbin figuring out that oh, she the French. Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually sent her a DM on Twitter and I should probably share this or post it or something. I sent her a DM on Twitter because I've just been followed by one of the best football players in the world. So I said, Nadia, I would love to follow you back on Twitter, but I don't want to ruin the great surprise. And we actually have some supporters that, that monitor my Twitter follows. They're monitoring who's following me. It was, it was a trip. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. And that's like, that's a different level of passion. So I, I really appreciate that. But uh, man, I can't wait to get those three players in and functioning with the already strong core unit. You know, we talked about um, just the level of fight that, that you see in these, in these players. If you were watching the Portland game at the very end, Savannah McCaskill makes a run in, in extra or in a, at a time. And we're down three nil, and it's like there's, but she is just bombing down the sideline and trying to create something in like the ninety third minute, and that's the that's their mentality. It's incredible. We're we're really lucky. Yeah, and and that's the that's the uh, what we got uh, drilled into us when we were growing up is you know, and I'm trying to get it to everybody in Scouts' house and all of the fan groups is the game last night. Somebody scores in the first minute. It's 90 minutes long. It's not over till it's over. And that's um, what I saw on that game. And I know the the um, um, the part of the game that you're talking about, Brad, because I was sitting here, instead of going to bed and having to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, I was sitting here watching the game. And I'm glad that I saw that part of the game because she was just going hell-bent right for the top of the 80-yard box. And... Uh, 
you know, all kudos to it. And, you know, they've had uh, how many hours on the plane to, to try and get there? You know, they, they went from here to, to Amsterdam to, to Nairobi to, to Liverpool. To, yeah, stopped in Liverpool, went to Anfield. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know and, and then they, uh, the very next day, they've got to get on the, the pitch and play a game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she must have dug down deep to, 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 um, um, Make that play in the game, and all kudos to it. Just uh, it may be down three 0 but uh, it, it was great to see. Yeah, I will say this: you said the game's ninety minutes. It's one hundred and two minutes if you're playing Birmingham. Actors Theater <laughs> FC. <laughs> and well, but you know the, the the bad thing is is I was just thinking about this when we were talking about the uh, the Christian Eriksen thing going on the other day. Um. I don't think they stopped the game that long for him, but we had 12 minutes of added on time for the, uh, the actors. These are facts. Right? These are facts. Yeah. Think about that. Uh, you know, we'll, we will welcome them back in a very special way. Yes, we will. And you can actually ask um, Nadia. Um, now I've got to go buy a new flag. You guys have got to be... Uh, Kind of easy on us because every time we get a new nationality, I'm gonna go buy a new flag, right? So uh, I need to, to know whether she wants an Afghan flag or I've got the Danish flag. Does she want an Afghan flag flying? I think I, did y'all ever see that movie Daryl when we were kids? Um, the, the, uh-huh. the 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 kid that was like the the computer. I feel like that's what Scout sounds like on the podcast right now. <laughs> he, he does. It does. It's like Max Headroom or something like that. It's a, it's a bad yeah. 80s reference. Yeah. yeah. Keeping keep me concentrating for sure. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> well, I'll have a little twitch afterwards about like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a couple other things and then we'll wrap this up the next 15 minutes or so. Scal, sorry that your portion is going to be cut a little bit short. No, that's okay. You're fine. Um, so you sent over a loose agenda. I'm going to hit on a couple more things that you sent over and uh, then I'll open it up. The floor a little bit so let's talk about the march of the match how good was that to see again uh i watched uh, the highlights of i fly drone so it was cool to see the groove machine drone doing it there was a little ledge hog comment there was on a pre-game about that as well so how fun was it to have the smoke going in the march of the match again yeah i'll tell you from our perspective so we look i'd planned all week to be down there and and be involved in the march of the match and as saturday came along and the temperature kept rising and we thought about what it was going to be like to, to to make that march i have to be honest it was it was more difficult than i thought it would be to talk ourselves into it but i went down with my wife and and two of the kids my two boys and i told them as soon as we pulled in the parking lot i mean the parking lot was scorching hot and we pulled in and they were like what should we do you know should we just go in and find some shade and i said we're going they put all this stuff together we're going to support it you know we we ran through the railroad tracks there next to uh, to the distillery behind the stadium. Caught up with everybody, and the family was. I couldn't I couldn't be happier just looking at the kids' faces and looking at my wife's face and seeing the reaction that they had. You know, walking as part of the march match, and and to me, just being able to be there for the first one, um, and and again being able to think back on that from years from now, it'll grow, it'll get bigger, it's going to get more impressive, but. People love being there. It was hot as hell. You know, we we did what we were supposed to do. We showed up, uh, and when we when we did, you know, walking past the parking lots, it was cool to see the other fans tailgating. Uh, 
Yeah. Step to the step to the rails. Appreciate everybody that was coming through. When you got to the stadium, people were cheering, and I would encourage you know other folks to be involved with it going forward. It's 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 a fun experience and a great way to start your day. Um, and I couldn't be happier with the way that it turned out. Yeah, and that's and you know that to me that's one of the uh, traditions that we were alluding to when um, I wrote the agenda for today. Um, it's one of the traditions that. Um, Need to get back into um, the the flow of doing and get back in the habit of doing um, because uh, you know it means it means an awful lot to people. Um, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't be there because I didn't get off work till just after six o'clock, so I just couldn't get down in time to get set up and go over there. And I wish I could have been there because uh, you know, from what I've seen on the TV and um, you know, from what I've heard from other people, the, it, it was a good experience walking and. Um, showing people what we're made of and uh, all kudos to them. They did a great job and um, let's keep the tradition going because uh, now we have it, uh, we're able to do it again. So let's do it. Yeah, from my perspective, Kenny, you know, I saw it from the press box and it's just like, it's just, you see some of these, uh, uh, these memes that talk about things getting back to, uh, you know, nature's healing or whatever, whatever. I think that's what they say. It's like, that's what it feels like. It's like, I don't even think I knew how much I missed seeing something like that that's until I saw it again. Mm-hmm. It's, and I didn't like, I didn't realize how bad I hated those damn masks until I was able to walk into the stadium. I'm like, Oh, I have to put that mask on. Oh my right. gosh. Like, this is awesome. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. It was awesome. And I think, you know, Scouts, you're talking about traditions. And for me, like there's there's that way of saying it. But there's also for, from our perspective, we, we want to get back to the basics. Right. And mm-hmm. and so I, I'm thinking about, you know, just all the things that have made us successful in the past, getting back to those things, because I do think that this pandemic has pulled us away from that. Um, you know, just like little things like, um, well, not little things, but like getting back to having regular meetings with supporter leadership. Um, that's something that's, that's coming down the pike here. Lauren's going to set that up for us and, you know, just getting back to doing what made us who we are. Um, and that involves all those traditions It involves drinking beer in Scouse's house. Sorry guys. Sorry, John niece. I got to go drink a beer with Scouse. Um, it was the best nine bucks I've ever spent. Right. I'm sorry. You saw the result, right? From uh, you actually yeah. arriving in Scouse's house, the ball hitting the back of the net. It was how many seconds? Oh, it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds. It was seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then from that, 10 minutes on, 12 minutes on, and we're three nil up. You know, so um, we're onto something good there. So we gotta we got to keep it going. I wonder if, 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 if we hooked up in the first minute, if we get a Carly Lloyd kind of situation. We get a goal after 30 <laughs> seconds. That's a lot yeah. of pressure. Yeah, I don't think we need to go there. That's not the tradition. That's not getting back to the basics. That's right. 60th minute. Now, I will say, I did, you weren't on earlier, Scouts, when we talked about this. I looked at O'Connor at, at halftime and I said, I can't wait to the 60th. We need a goal. I'm going down right now. And I got down there. It was like the 56th or 57th when I got to the bar, got the beer, went down and tapped you on the shoulder. And then all of a sudden, the guy's getting sent off the field and we're scoring and celebrating. And oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That that was uh, that was such a good time down there, and um, you know, and you know, with Hayden and oh man, it was just a, a night. And the nice thing is, is um, when you're looking down at the pitch, and all those people over there, you, you know, you saw them to the left on the front row right there, and all the young kids down there. Their first time is in Scouts, and when you're leaving, every single one of them says, "Oh, we're going to be right back here." Cause, you know, it is the best seat in the house, and 
you've come to right here for that bar. All I heard was three points in a bar. It's like, you know, you, you have a, a water hose turned on and you clamp it down and then you let it out and all the water comes out. Oh. <laughs> Scouts, I cannot wait for you to listen to this. Oh, this is awesome. Okay. All it's right. going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, We've been able to follow you up until that last one. I couldn't catch the last little bit of that. But. that was tough. So uh, first March of the match for me, um, and then we talk about things that are memories, right? Things that are basics. First March of the match for me was at uh, Goodwood Brewing. Uh, it was against FC Newport. Yeah, and I met somebody new that night too. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Who first was, time you and I met. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Yeah. Yep. So and it was pouring down rain, and we're walking through there, and I mean, uh, I was so I'm like, this is fantastic. This is the exact way I wanted to be the first March of the match for me. So did the whole thing. Remember when I, Brad had you even come on staff yet? When we did, we started at Goodwood Brewing. That's like 2017, I think it was. I started with the club as a consultant in 2016, but I started full-time in 17. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, March of the match, doing that whole thing and coming down the overpass. And I'm like, what? This is like Green Street hooligans. We're truly going to get run over right in the middle of, because Louisville's not ready for this. And uh, those are the things, the memories. And then the Coopers threw up the thing, uh, kind of previewing the March of the match. And I can remember standing by the light post for the USL championship when we did the March of the match. And it's dark and it's like 47 degrees. The first one that we won there at Slugger. And everybody bouncing around right outside of ATG and all those things. Those are the things that are really the kids remember, right? Those are the memories like, you know, like, you know, just like you're talking about, are your grandkids going to remember what the ledge looks like when there's a suite? And now we're, you know, three stories high. That's right. Closed. That's right. And Jogo's still playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Right. Probably yeah. for Liverpool, not Leicester. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah, I can see I that. slid that in there. I do that yeah. to get nasty. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it was in the match. I'm sorry. I got a little hallucination because of the Scouse's comments that we can't understand. Um, all right. So uh, last couple of parting shots here. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, it's about oh, yeah. One, one of the things I've got to say is uh, Saturday night. Um, we'll be over at um, uh, Molly's Saturday night, 8 o'clock to watch our our Louisville um, City play. Um, so if you want to come out there and join us at 8 o'clock, we'll be over there with the Louisville City play. Todd, anything from you that you guys tell us about what's going on uh, with Ledge Hogs? You know, what, what are you supporting? What are you doing? Uh, because you're kind of the newer kid on the block with these things, and you guys have jumped in a big way, and we absolutely love it because we all need each other for this. So what's going on with you guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've got uh, the websites in motion and up and grow up and going. Um, we're, we're obviously supporting uh, Pride for June. Anything that we can do with the Pride Raiser is important. If you haven't jumped on and supported um, and marked your money for goals, I was, it was you know, I think I went, I went in a little ambitious uh, and those three goals on Saturday night cost me about 30 bucks. So I was happy to contribute <laughs> that money. Um, but no, I, outside of that, um, we're, we're continuing to grow. We want to take baby steps, you know, get our you know, kind of feet on the ground initially and, and keep growing from there. Um, just from a parting thoughts perspective, I don't know how many folks uh, stayed up to watch that USA-Mexico game the other night, um, but it, I found myself in the basement at one o'clock in the morning screaming at the TV, and I'm pretty sure that everybody in the house was wondering what was going on and if somebody was breaking in. I, I've never seen such a great game in my life. Um, from you know, it was like you almost couldn't have drawn it out the way that it finished. But what it what it led me to think about was 
you know, what we've got here and, and the special things that we've got and the community that we've got and the, the kids that are getting interested. I can't tell you, I've got a, I've got an eight, 13 and 15 year old and the, the two younger ones are boys that play soccer. And just the number of kids that are playing now that are interested now that want to know what's going on with soccer in the city, you're not going to be able to, to stop the momentum that's coming on. There's too many people that are engaged and involved and interested and, this is the ground floor, I think, of what we're doing. Um, you know, I think you know, the one of the the Twitter pages today had just talked about now we're real. You know, now we've got the opening day. Now we've got everything behind us, and it's all based on what we do on the pitch going forward. And getting those fans in the stadium, um, hearing the people behind us that talk about you know whether they know soccer or not, what's going on, and just getting that peripheral you know kind of view of what they see in Louisville City. We're excited. I mean, we're, we're we're really excited about what we've got going on here. We want more people to be involved. Our goal at the end of the day is just to engage. We want more people, you know, whether they're involved with our group, someone else's group, just show up at a game, find out what works for you, you know, find your vibe and follow it. That's that's all we ask for at the end of the day. And, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 from years from now, when we look back on it, I think we're all going to be really impressed. Brad, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, that was that was very impressive little monologue there, Todd. Um, I really appreciated that. I thought that you made some good points, um, and and I keep thinking that I probably shouldn't even be thinking about this, but I, I keep thinking that if maybe if we continue to be successful you know, in the next five to ten years, maybe we can get our local paper to to devote a beat writer for us. <laughs> I don't no know. No way. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. Why would we do that? Like, I know Twitter had fun with that uh, over the past week or so, and Jonathan Saxon did a really nice piece uh, this uh, this this weekend, and and we he talked with me, talked with Danny, a few others, and they did a nice piece. But I, I did think that that was funny. Um, yeah. So you, what, what's the question? I'm sorry, Kenny. Is it because I'm I'm again I'm I'm thinking I got a little, like misty eyed looking at him talking about all these kids that are interested in what we've done. The question, so the question was, are you buying a beer on Wednesday? I'll buy all the beer on Wednesday okay. as long as we keep winning <laughs> soccer matches. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, no, so Brad, I think the thing I would ask of you is uh, any type of teasers about things that are upcoming or exciting. I know, you know, now that the restrictions have been lifted, there are different opportunities. And obviously uh, the whole grounds in the area has to be looked at just from, you know, from a financial side as a profit center for new opportunities. So anything that you can kind of tease the fans with or give us any insight without uh, destroying all the plans? Yeah, so this is where Jonathan Lintner would be touching me, saying, "Don't just stop, don't do it." <laughs> Jonathan Lintner is not on this podcast, nor was he invited. That's correct, mm -hmm. but he also, you know, it's, it's kind of like having um, having your wife telling you don't do something. You better listen, because Jonathan Jonathan can can really ruin my world if he wants to. Um, but no, in all seriousness, we yeah. I, I don't really have anything that to tease. You know, uh, it wouldn't be teasing to, to to talk about the fact that our training grounds. Um, is is just about done. Um, the, the the training ground piece of it's been done for a while, and uh, uh, both teams and 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 the youth have been playing there for a bit. But the building will be done um, in, in the next couple of weeks, and so that'll be a big time for us to to finally get everybody in one building, um, so that when one of the coaches needs something, they can walk upstairs and 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 say hello, and it'll just it'll be good for our culture. Um, it'll be good recruiting tool as well for. Um, all the players in, in USL and NWSL to see what they could have every day. Um, we're really excited about that. That's a big next step for us. Um, and, and it's, and it is, it's not the last step. It's the, it's the next step. So we'll be looking to do more things 
in terms of, of building more fields throughout this community and expanding the youth programming. And um, we're really excited about all that. The new building sounds like a good place to maybe have that supporters group powwow that you were talking about. There's actually a few different places in that building where it would be really nice. Um, there's a, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a, a film room in there that's got kind of stadium seating with uh, movie theater kind of chairs in there. We could do it in there. We could do it in the boardroom. Um, we could do it in James's office. James has a better office than I do. Um, he's got better better views. You have to give him some grief about that. I'm not sure how that all worked out, but um, I'm just kidding. We are basically the same. Oh well, you know we don't look at yeah. it that way. We're all partners. We you know we all we all uh, we're all on the same level. Um, we none of us would be here without without James O'Connor and the success yeah. that that he had on the field early. Because um, while you guys would have tried to carry us, it would have been really hard to carry a, a losing team in you know, the first first couple of years. Absolutely. So. Um, it would have been hard to get the, the metro government on our side. Um, I, I'm just kidding, by the way. James and James, I'm not. James does not have a better office. I'm just giving him some grief, as though he'll listen to this. That guy's so laser focused on bringing in the next star and winning games, he would never take the time to do anything that might be a little bit of fun. So I'm uh, I'm texting him right now. This is bullshit. He should be listening to this right now. It. You should absolutely. Yeah. I think we should get I'm a crew together and taking go a photo of this. in the bathroom. I'm taking a photo of this. Yeah, walk in there right now. <laughs> Funny stuff. Walk in there and there's desks in the in the men's room. <laughs> Scouse, uh, any Scouse House news? Uh, we've got a big week. We've got Wednesday. I'll be there Wednesday. I think yeah, we're going to try to get there a little bit early up in the gold um, lot and have a few bevies. Yeah, uh, um, I don't what time I get off work again, but uh, you know, we, Wednesday we have uh, Saturday at Molly's for a, a watch party, and then we're back in there on Sunday watching uh, the ladies. And uh, hopefully we can go to back-to-back uh, uh, -back wins at Lim Family Stadium for the ladies. Todd, uh, over to you for just one question regarding like getting together before the games. Do you guys uh, congregate in a certain area? I know I normally park my truck uh, up in the gold lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're still figuring that out. I think we uh, kind of set up ranks in the gray lot, and we haven't had a yep. chance to tailgate. Um, I was encouraged, though, this last game, it looked like, we had folks that were supporting from almost every corner of the stadium uh, there. And and I'd be remiss if I also didn't say, you know, thanks to you guys at Scouse's House. I mean, it's, it's you know, you guys are the backbone that what we were built on um, between going to the old games and looking at the Coopers on one end and Scouse on the other. We wanted to fill, help fill in that middle piece. So thanks for everything that you guys have done over the years. It's It hasn't gone on unnoticed. Um, and it's a big reason of why we decided, you know, if we're going to be involved, we're going to go through the formal process of being a supporters group and, you know, show our support to the clubs and, and be a formal part of what's going on. And I hope everyone can understand this, but, uh, you know, there's um, a lot of supporters groups now supporting both teams. And, and if the Scouts House is not um, suited to you, you have the ledge hogs, you, you have the Coopers, you have the ladies, you have the Lavender Legion. Find and go for them, you know, um, because it means the world to us and we can educate people and get people to understand the game better. Um, that, that means the world to me if we can get that done. And um, it, it made my day on um, Saturday with the newbies were in Scouts' Park and they were asking questions. We were able to answer it for them. And, um, no, no questions. A stupid question if you don't ask it. You know, you just got to get down there, ask the question, and we'll we'll tell you the best we can. 
All right, great spot to wrap up around the house. National Bourbon Day. Uh, cheers to a three nil win and three points. We'll be many more. Boys, thanks for jumping on. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks I appreciate for having my, my tardiness. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of uh, kick back and puke over that uh, messing up on me, but it's okay. That's okay. Hey, get you know what else happened? See that over there? Oh, that's got that new Toyota truck. That's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I'll be able to tailgate properly the uh, first time on Wednesday. You know, I've even got a gate in the back. You can tell me from. You can get a gate that you can put your tail on. Yeah. He, he, he bought the new truck and then he downgraded to pay make the payment. He downgraded to a dial-up internet line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and that's yes. a wrap. Thanks, oh, I love it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.